Hello, innovators. I'm back after another little hiatus. For all of you who don't know, I am studying abroad in the UK for a semester this fall, and they don't start school until October. So for the past couple of weeks, I have been neck deep in getting everything sorted in order to study there for a semester. I've been packing, spending time with family, getting things together before I leave, and that's why Anchor has kind of fallen by the wayside. But don't fret, I haven't forgotten about you. I want to finish up my design thinking mindsets mini-series before I leave, and in the next few days you'll be hearing a little bit from me each day until I leave. As for what's happening while I'm abroad, I will try to update somewhat frequently as long as I can find the time between traveling and school, of course. I will be taking some design thinking courses and some innovation courses while I'm there, so I'll probably have a lot more content to share with you once I start studying. Anyway, without further ado, I think I will get into the last two design thinking mindsets in this series that took a lot longer than I thought it would. So if you want to hear about those, stay tuned. Design thinking mindsets are an integral part of designing a solution to a problem that actually works and solves the problem that it intends to. As designers, we are focused on creating the best solution, not the one that comes first or the fastest one to make, and we're focused on getting it completely right, not just right the first time. In this Design Thinking Mindsets mini-series, we have gone over quite a few different mindsets. And just to recap, we have gone over creative confidence, the make-it mindset, learning from failure, empathy, embracing ambiguity, and that is it. So far, anyway. These last two are similar to the first ones that we've talked about already, so they won't take that much time to go through, but they are still important talk about. Optimism is the second last design thinking mindset that we'll be talking about. Why is optimism an important mindset to have while you're designing? Well, design is inherently optimistic. When you think about it, optimism closely links to design because you have to have a core belief that the problem you're solving is solvable. That gives your team the energy that it needs in order to continue moving forward. It's important here to note that the constraints and the roadblocks that you're going to face are inevitable, but they shouldn't derail your quest to find a solution because they're going to happen. And if you think about it, the constraints and the roadblocks are most likely the reasons why there isn't a solution yet. 
they're kind of like pieces of your overall puzzle. You can't have a solution without some constraints and roadblocks to kind of guide your direction. And if there weren't any constraints and roadblocks, then is it really a problem that you have to solve? Pop quiz. What does optimism sound like? Because there is another design thinking mindset that is similar to this one that I've talked about before. So if you can tell me which design thinking mindset optimism sounds like, then you've been paying attention. The last design thinking mindset is called iterate, iterate, iterate. Iterations are a core part of the design thinking process because it makes the criticism and the feedback from the people that we are designing for critical. If you're going in with the expectation that you're going to have to do multiple iterations and you're involving the stakeholders in the entire process, you know that every time you change something, it's because you did user research and you found out what people liked or didn't like about your current solution. Having this mindset keeps you nimble and focused on getting the idea right rather than perfect the first time, which we kind of talked a little bit about before. Knowing that there will be tons of iterations when you start a project means you're open to failure and gives you the opportunity to explore. So you can see how this design thinking mindset really plays off of a lot of different ones, like optimism, learning from failure, um, the make it mindset where you're making really um, low fidelity prototypes to share people to get their feedback. So you can see why this one is last. And iterations can be a lot of fun, but they can also be very frustrating. So if you have a great team who is passionate about what they're doing, you can always work with them and make sure you don't burn out after your 37th iteration because it can get overwhelming. As I said before, iterations and optimism are two very important things to have during the design thinking process. And I'm going to give you an example of when we didn't have either of those in a project I was working on and it really didn't work out. As part of my program, which is called Global Business and Digital Arts, a four-year honors degree program at the University of Waterloo, we are mostly project-based in all of our courses. This means that we don't really have exams in most of our classes as final examinations or to get most of our grades. What we do instead is we usually partner with a client, a real-life uh, business most likely, and we create deliverables for them that are as graded as well by our professors. And then these things live on in the real world as actual work that we've done for them. One of the clients that we had was the Stratford Police Services. They had this awful, terrible old website that was basically useless and we partnered with them in order to design a new website for them, a social media plan for them, and 
design an app for them that they could use to give to the people in the community when they needed resources, like for mental health reasons, if there were um, abuse in the household, or other things like that that people needed to get access to that they might not be able to find just by Googling or talking to someone in the public. A lot of the police services um, time was actually spent talking with people in the community and trying to get them the right resources that they needed, especially when it came to mental health issues that people needed to be dealt with. Anyway, they didn't have an app, they didn't have a great website, and they had no social media plan, and it showed. Unfortunately, we were not able to communicate with them at all throughout the process from beginning to end when it came to designing these solutions for them, which made it very hard for us as designers and them as clients to pinpoint exactly what they wanted, what they needed, and what they were able to do. On top of that, <laughs> my team was not very optimistic, and every time we would come up with an iteration, someone either in our own team would sabotage it, or the professor or other students in our class who were also working on the same problem would point out flaws and difficult areas in our designs, but we weren't actually able to talk to the clients because they were so busy. This is kind of counterintuitive, but the reason was that there were 10 teams of six people working on the same problems, and it was a contest to see who could come up with the best solution, and then that would be implemented by the Stratford Police Services. So they didn't have enough time to talk to all of us, so they didn't want anybody to get a, an edge on anyone else by being able to actually talk to the client. So that didn't work out, although we did get an honorable mention for our design being very um, stakeholder focused and simple to use. It really didn't work out for anybody and it ended up taking a very long time for any sort of solution to be seen out there in the real world. So involving your stakeholders and being able to iterate with them, making sure you know that it's going to take a lot of chances to get it right is the best way to go because otherwise you're designing a solution that probably doesn't actually solve the problem. Anyway, that wraps up the Design Thinking Mindsets mini-series. I hope that kind of cleared up how you can get in the mind of a designer and understand how to create good solutions. And I'm curious to know which Design Thinking Mindset is your favorite. I think mine is either learning from failure or the iterations one because I've had a lot of good memories with both and doing those in the design thinking process itself. So let me know what you thought about that. And I think that wraps it up for today's segment. Special thanks goes out to Alfred DaCosta over at Living For Him for sending a request while I was gone saying that he missed seeing my anchor face, I think the message was. Thank you for letting me know that I missed. It's, like I said, it's, it's been a long time since I've been on here and I do miss it. So I'm hoping to be more active on here 
as time goes on. You shall be hearing from me shortly, but until then, talk to you later, innovators.